Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hey. and welcome back to P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin, the post-Thanksgiving show. Yeah. Can I uh, do the intro? <laughs> yes, please, please do. Okay, Kaylin Branderson, Midwest Muscle. People be real talk. In the hizzy, yeah. Me and Des doing our thing. And this program is sponsored by P for P Muscle. Yeah. The number one direct sponsorship foundation. Todo el mundo. Yeah. El what does that mean, Des? The world. <laughs> the total world. Yeah. Yeah, and I well, I, I'll get into the answer there. We finished the promo. <laughs> and if you are looking for a, the sponsorship that can basically drive your goals, like what this, like a Max Truck through ice cream, yeah, chocolate ice cream, chocolate flavored, or a Snickerdoodle, yeah, or chocolate Snickerdoodle. And chocolate. for the record, everything is sold out because of the Thanksgiving deals they had. So. Kaylin is still waiting on his shipment, sadly. Yeah, feel bad for me, guys. Yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing, and I got to like it. <laughs> I have all the ego. I have none. None. Sorry. Okay, Hashtag. carry on, good friend. Carry on. Yes. Carry on. Check us out at P for B Nuffle. P Nuffle. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> P for P Nuffle. Anywho, P for P Nuffle. <laughs> and now let's chit chat with Kaylin's bad language. Oh. Goodness gracious. What happened? What happened? She fell apart. I don't know. We're having a heck of a time. We have uh, fallen apart twice over, maybe more than that, in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. But hey, but who's cool. counting? We're here. We're with you guys out the there in listener land. You, should be used to it. you should be That's used all to that it, matters. Right? Yeah, it's all that matters. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, Caleb. All right, set it. Set us up. Set us up for tonight. What are we talking about? We're talking. Well, actually, this is actually a write-in, and um, I thought it was a good idea for a show some time back. But this is for Thanksgiving. But uh, we had some things that we wanted to get out there. So I was asked, you know, if you guys are real talk. I'm sorry. This is from Dashina. Dashina. D a s h e i n a n a. And she she asked, you know, is that a da or a da? Death. Death. <laughs> okay. You death. made me say death, it. Sheena. Death, okay. Sheena. Okay. Okay, not death, Death. Yes. And the question is, you know, if if, if we are real talk, this is what got my attention. If we are real Uh-oh. talk. If. Yeah. If we are. Yeah, if we are real talk. Um, <laughs> how come you guys don't talk, uh, tackle tougher situations that are just uncomfortable for the regular conversations. Good question. The point she Hmm. had was 
know, during the holidays and during confronting people about steroid use, you know, would we really do real talk or would we do the cliched responses and statements? Hey, I appreciate the question, Deshina. Um, sorry we didn't cover it on Thanksgiving. Like I said, we had a, a program scheduled for that day and that topic, but uh, we can tackle it this time. And it's a very valid question. And if we're talking about what people are doing during the holidays, you can't shy away from it because then you're actually pacifying what someone's doing and you don't want to do it. And the topic of steroids, there, uh, Des and I have always tackled it the same way, and that's basically addressing it head on. So that one I'm not really sure about where you were meeting with that. So, you know, finish your message if you need to. If I'm not saying it uh, with clarification, then uh, send me some clarity and uh, we'll take it from there. But the topic about the holidays and being around people, it's a good one because actually that's the time that we're in right now. And, you know, sadly we missed uh, Thanksgiving. So I hope you didn't have to deal with a situation that you didn't have an answer to go through fully. But the topic is valid and there is people that simply – want to argue during the holidays and it's not a good time to do it because it's supposed to be a gathering of friendship and love and family. And, you know, some people are just bitter enough in life where this is what they want to do. So, Des, I'll let you tackle that from the beginning. I'll jump in and uh, we'll answer the questions as they come in. But this is, you know, I think it's a pretty good topic because sometimes you do have to grab that bull by the horns and basically keep the peace in the family as, at the same time. It's not a good juggling act, but it is something that has to be done. Yeah, and, you know, it is, it is a very real um, scenario, and it is very timely. And actually, I have an example. I was just uh, speaking with a friend of mine the other day, and um, he said that uh, – his wife had actually called him out on this very subject because they were with his family for Thanksgiving. So all of his siblings were there, all of his parents. And she noticed that he is very different around his family than he is with other people from the standpoint that he happens to be a chiropractor. And so he's very passionate about what he does. He believes in holistic health. He believes in chiropractic care, uh, he believes in, you know, the chiropractic model over the medical model, which is a whole another conversation. But anyway, one of his siblings was talking about how, you know, he wanted to open basically, I, I don't really have the right term for what he's wanting. I'm going to call it a crackpot model, but basically a crackpot model of chiropractic where You don't have to have x-rays. There is no education piece to it. You think you want to come in and get adjusted. You come in, get adjusted, and you leave. And he's looking at it as a money-making venture. He's got space in his office. People who don't want to deal with the education piece of it can just go in and out, get what they need, and be on their merry way. And his brother, who is very thorough about his practice and believes wholeheartedly in education, having people understand how their body works, how chiropractic care plays into that, how exercise impacts them, how nutrition impacts them, the whole kit and caboodle, looking at them from a whole body perspective, didn't say one word to his brother about why that was a bad idea. And his wife's like, if you had been at home, you would have totally called that person out and then like, here is why, you know, 50 reasons why that's a terrible idea. 
But because he was with his family and he's the younger sibling, I don't know if that has that plays into it, but I'm sure birthright, we all know, plays into a lot of things. Birth order does. And he did not want to get into an argument because out of respect for his mother um, and his father, they were there to enjoy this family event. So that's, that's one part of it. But just a very real example of how someone who is normally very straightforward and very passionate about what he does gets around his family and is afraid to have real talk because he just doesn't want to argue. Yes. And he didn't even notice himself that that's what he was doing, but he's like, she's totally right. And he's like, you know, sometimes it's easier to be with, and he was motioning to our group that was listening to his story, this family, than it is your real family. So your family of like-minded people versus people who aren't of the same mindset as you are. And so it's easier just not to rock the boat. And so I think that is a situation that a lot of people Um, especially during the holidays, they are faced with because you do have those folks that um, are either not knowledgeable about what they're talking about um, or they're just totally negative, which um, there's a popular term that's popped up for that now, and that's the energy vampire, basically. And so out of respect for either parents or other family members or they just themselves don't have the energy to deal with that person or said topic being discussed, they just don't. True. So, you know, there's, there's, I guess, several reasons why someone doesn't address those types of situations, but then the question becomes not so much should you or shouldn't you, but how do you if you are presented yes. with that, and that, that's a $1,000 question because that answer could change a million times given the scenario. Caleb? Yeah, um, the thing is, and since this is real talk, we're going we're gonna to cover this, yes, and uh, we'll be happy to have your responses. Um, we've already got two. One is, you know, if you keep ignoring... I, oh, I actually like this one. Uh, this is from Sheldon, and he says, if you keep ignoring the problem, isn't it like just not addressing an open wound? Sooner or later, it only becomes toxic, even more toxic, and eventually you have to cut that limb, meaning the family member, off. Um, it's yep. quite an analogy. Could be. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it is better to dress the wound and uh, deal with it before it has to get to that point, because basically, you, you if you look at the current state of our nation right now, where it's so divided that people almost feel like a traitor if they speak against something that they believe. And the whole point of this nation is compromise. So I'm, I'm a little confused as to why we keep doing the non-dealing with issues for fear of uh, I guess the best way to say it is causing trouble because of how other people feel when obviously they're not being addressed on how they feel when they don't speak their minds in the first place. And I think the one thing that has to happen is open discussion. It must happen if, instead of basically just ignoring the problem, damaging or toxic to the whole family. Because, you know, if, we, if we're not speaking about the problem, the problem doesn't go away. You know, and I'm not calling an individual. Please, please don't think I'm saying a person is a problem. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. 
but not everybody is entitled to their truth. There is only one truth, and if, if you deal with the truth for what it is, you don't have to necessarily agree with each other, but it will be out in the open on how it is because the problem is already there, and you can't just keep stepping it aside, stepping it aside, stepping it aside. I mean, you have dialysis to say you waited too long. You have uh, cancer deaths because you waited too long. You have heart issues because you waited too long. And you'll have family destroyed because you waited too long. And if we're not addressing the problem, and it's tough, it's really tough. I'm here to tell you there's going to be topics and subjects that people don't agree with and they don't want to agree with because it means they have to change their lives in the process. And a lot of people simply don't want to do that. And some people can be so negative that they'll say any and everything to get off the topic, even if it means destroying the family dynamic, which is shameful, but it happens. Yes? Well, and I think you've highlighted two very important things there. The first being having a discussion. I think a lot of times people think just because you disagree, you're fighting. And that's not necessarily the case. So you have to be able to talk about, um, you know, differing views without making it personal, without making it argumentative or attacking someone else because they feel differently, view something differently than what you do. Critical discussions never are easy. And a lot of us, and myself included, I don't like conflict. I will deal with conflict and avoid it. I will, um, but not to the detriment of someone else's life. And then secondly, it's what is your motive for having this conversation? Why, why are you even bringing it up to the person? I mean, are we talking about talking about steroids or are we just talking about dealing with negative people in your life in general? And anytime you're, you're dealing with either of those situations, I think if you come at it with love or out of the right disposition, the other person may still not accept what you're saying, but at least you know that you came at them with no ill will or, um, you know, intent to hurt them whatsoever, but to help them. And sometimes, and sometimes when people flat out tell you, you shouldn't be saying the things that you're saying. I've had these discussions where people have shown me pictures of a relative who is in bodybuilding, and I'm in question of whether or not they're natural. I can't go around just making that snap judgment because a lot of times there are phenomenal bodies out there that are natural that look like they could be enhanced, but they are not. But, you know, I still share my thoughts on steroids um, in the event that maybe that person is on steroids. And I've been flat out told, well, maybe you shouldn't say those things out loud if you don't know. Well, no, I don't know if he's Mm -hmm. on steroids or not, but in the event that he is, you know, these these are the dangers that your relative is in, okay? And, no, it doesn't make you popular. Um, in that particular no. situation, I have a good enough relationship where we didn't fall apart over it, but I said what I felt I needed to say, and she told me that I shouldn't be saying it, and then we moved on. And that's how it yeah. goes sometimes. But all you can do is share. And I wasn't I wasn't coming from the point of, well, I'm right and he's wrong and he probably is, you know, taking steroids and da-da-da-da-da, but just sharing the information so people have the knowledge that they need to make informed choices or at least share with someone else that they encourage to do so. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and um, that's that's a good point. That's a good segue too, because I, I've uh, there's a certain dad in our area. Uh, his son won the NPC Ironman, and he was so happy, and he felt you know beating his chest, and and, and you know that I know his son. He's actually one of the people that you know when I was training. He was training for a show, and I was training for a show. Uh, one uh, was actually the one Dad and I actually competed at and didn't know each other at the time that we were mm-hmm. competing in the show. And he was competing at the show in uh, in Missouri. And it was, you know, it was a fun time because it was going to be my first show, and I was so happy to do it. And then, you know, slowly but surely I'm learning, you know, my body is, not happening like like his was and I'm I'm losing weight and I'm I'm you know I'm looking more muscular but I'm I'm losing the weight in the process so it got to the point where it was you know I was at an alarming rate of, of catching you know I was losing losing weight but not muscle like at like at a rapid but I was dropping weight like maybe five pounds a week and I was getting nervous and this guy's gaining weight. So basically we were at an intersection where we're the same weight and he's going up and I'm going down. And I remember by the end of the week I was four pounds down. And I you know, granted, you know, in a in a in a posing routine, you know, I look still look muscular, but I was weak. I wasn't dieting right. I'll be honest about that. And then, you know, so I was a little bit uh, under as far as fatigue, and it was a big struggle. And this guy is eating double stacks, and he's got ten of them lined up for his post meal after his workout, not the cardio. And I was like, you know, what, what the heck? And I'm asking everybody because I was really at a loss of what I was doing wrong. Where this guy can eat like that and and still look the way he's looking, leaner more muscular, and and just basically a house. And by the time he was 240 pounds and I was down to 210, I'm thinking, you know, what the heck am I doing wrong? So when his dad, you know, was beating his chest, you know, of course that made me feel even worse. I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? This guy can, you know, so I was thinking they were talking about genetics. You know, I, I was ignorant to a lot of things. But it, at the end of the day, it turns out, you know, he was – basically doing uh, what they would call a cycle that was above and beyond his, his needs. And so he was burning through everything he put in his body. Uh, fast forward to now, and, you know, he's he's got very few of his own teeth. Uh, you know, the bone loss and the uh, bone degeneration, and, and he's really suffering, but he's still uh, doing that lifestyle, Um you know, his dad's not happy with uh, his way of making money, but, you know, this is what he has to do to support his habit. But now he doesn't understand, you know, why he would make these life choices because he still doesn't believe that he's using, even though it's, you know, a well-known fact in our area. And I think his, his dad is just in denial, and because of that, nobody wants to talk about it. So, do you basically let your son waste away unto death or do you intercede before, you know, death overtakes his life? I mean, cause this is the, the options you have. And, you know, this is a perfect 
dynamic for basically dealing with toxic family members, toxic people that you don't normally deal with. If you don't address the situation, how do you heal? And, you know, if you're not healing, then you're in suffering. And if if the suffering is in silence, then you have what these, you know, kids that were molested or raped or something as children, and look at how it destroys their adult lives. And this is what we're doing in, in family relationships all the time because we don't want to deal with the situation. I mean, you know, our Heavenly Father tells us that we, we're supposed to take steps to do so. So you don't have to sit there and yell. You don't have to basically match that person's ignorance and how you're dealing with the situation, but you do have to address it and deal with it. And it's the mature and responsible thing to do as an adult. And at some point we have to take on the form or realm of maturity and responsibility in order for us to grow in ourselves. And if we're not doing those things, who are we teaching and how are we helping them if all they have to do is live in their lie, knowing that we're never going to say anything against it? Yes? No, I think you've got it covered. Um, and I'm not sure if we've answered the question at this point or or not. Well, let's answer. Um, let's. Well, I think we've we've answered parts of it, but let's. I mean, I guess what else is there, or what other thoughts do our listeners have? I mean, because we've covered that, you know, in this particular type of instance, I mean, there are there are energy vampires and then there are critical conversations that aren't happening. So I think yes. we've got two different things going on there. Um, and right now we're talking about critical conversations and yes. how to have them more so than just that negative person that's just sucking the life out of you. And so I think you've covered, you know, the first and I don't know if it's the most important step, but we'll call it the first step in recognizing that avoidance isn't going to work. Um, you know, somehow have to manage to find a way to be able to try to communicate with that person. Maybe it's pulling them aside. Maybe if you're not able just to have that face-to-face conversation, it's writing them a letter. But whatever it is, the conversation needs to be had. So I think that is the first step in, in recognizing that, that that has to happen. Um, and then after you recognize, you know, preparing the way to have that conversation. Um, and like we said, you know, that's the thing. It's a conversation. You're yes. not fighting. You're not arguing. Emotions may make you feel like this is an adversarial situation, but the truth is you're just wanting to share. So, you know, way to have that conversation, but I think really have a gut check with yourself first on why are you wanting to have this conversation. Now, in the in the in the scenario where we're talking about steroids, you know, I'm going to assume it's because you love that person, you're concerned for their health, and so you're wanting to have a wake-up call for them so that they don't damage their health any further and really have them think about are their choices worth what they're going to be giving up in order to pursue that path? But, you know, just really have that gut check. Why are you wanting to have this critical conversation? Is it for their good or because somehow you're getting some sort of satisfaction out of it? You know, 
either yeah. holding it over them, gloating because, oh, here you are making another screw up decision, and here I am having to swoop in and save you. If that's the reason you're wanting to have that conversation, you know, when it comes to someone's health and life, the conversation still needs to be had, but you better think twice. Maybe you're not the right person to deliver that message. And that's another True. question to be asking yourself. Are you the person to deliver that message, or do you need support from someone else to help you deliver that message because the person will receive the message better in that instance? Um, Kaylin, additional thoughts? Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And I think what comes down to, are you know, are you, when you approach the situation, are you trying to win or are you trying to basically speak the truth? And there are two different things because, you know, I know that some people speak up simply because they want to fight. Uh, they, on, on the social mediums, they call it trolling. And uh, it gets so crazy that, uh, you know, it's, it's, a lot of times they just want you to shut up. They don't want the truth. They don't want anything other than you shut your mouth and let me live in my own reality. And at those points, we're supposed to shake the dust from our feet and move away. All you have to do is speak the truth. It's up to them on what they deal with. it. But you have to stand on that truth. And I think that's where we fail in mature and adult conversations because we don't want to face that issue of that. Because conflict, conflict is hard to deal with in this day and age when it should be something that's just as natural as lifting weights. It's like saying I, I don't want to deal with lifting the heavy weight, but I do want the results of the growth that comes from it. Mental weightlifting is just as important. And if we're not facing <clears throat> those stresses in our life that help us improve, because if you really think of the benefit of getting through a person, getting through to a person that really doesn't want to deal with you, that almost starts to hate your existence because you're causing them to question the reality they're living in. If you can challenge that falsehood and show the benefits of clear thinking, you've done something special to someone's life. But we look at all the, the negative aspects of what might come from it. I'm being, as a, as a personal trainer, I've been cussed out on the gym floor for speaking the truth. And, you know, it's embarrassing. It's quite shaming when you have those things said, but you still have to stand on the truth that you could hurt yourself a great deal if you're not doing this correctly. And if you truly understand the importance of doing it correctly, you will stand on it. You don't have to sit there and join them in the negativity, but you do have to address it for what it is. The same thing with people that are just hotly debating, and they're not debating, they're just yelling and screaming, but they feel they have something that they want to argue about, and they feel that, you know, this is the time to get it out with every family member, and they're willing to take that risk to do so. That doesn't make them right. The person yelling the loudest is not the winner. I mean, in, in, a, in an adult situation, like Dad was saying, if you're truly trying to get a valid point made because sometimes people are just speaking out of ignorance because they really don't know the truth. And so they will basically want to get to that, that solution, that truth. 
And if you can take the time and walk them through it peaceably, humbly, and not trying to make your point, just speak the truth, even if it's not that day. It could be, you know, you could get through Thanksgiving with a debate and then come into Christmas with an understanding. If it takes that amount of time, so what? I'm willing to do it. If you truly want to get to the truth and not your understanding. And if we can learn to just keep ourselves ourselves and not join in on the ignorance, then I think it can be accomplished. Yes? Yeah, and I think sometimes, too, I think as Kaylin was alluding to, you just have to plant seeds. You're not always going to change a mind or a heart overnight, but if you truly are convicted of what you believe and you are living the lifestyle that supports what you believe, then sometimes you're the biggest argument for why something should or shouldn't be done. To always have what? compassion the whole way through, which is sometimes hard. I know that <clears throat> if oh, I'm yes, in one yes. of those situations that I'm hearing, I'm hearing something I don't want to hear, I don't always have the best response. But, some, you know, after I've cooled off, I can at least think it through. I'm one of those types of people that I I need to think through something, especially if, if I'm at odds with what the opinion is. And I may or may not eventually agree with it. Um, I may come to a middle ground that both of us can, you know, work towards and compromise on, or I might not. Or I may totally be like, yeah, they're right. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's how people function. They just need to think about it and digest it. They're not going to be right then and there. You know what? You're right. I'm going to change. I'm going to stop this steroid use or I'm not going to try it. Um, it may take them a couple of hard knocks um, or just may take some time to really, really think about it and put it in perspective and spin it in ways that make sense to them. And then they're going to come around to it. So. You know, sometimes you just have to have the opinion. It can't be an all or nothing. Either you take what I'm saying right now or, you know, the heck with you. Sometimes it's baby yeah. steps and sometimes it takes days, months, sometimes even years, unfortunately, yeah. someone to come around to what the truth is and embrace that. So That's in the true. event, in the case of steroid use, you know, Obviously, the sooner the better that they stop what they're doing. It's going to um, produce more dividends as far as good health. The longer it takes, the more toll it's going to take on their body. But I guess if the end goal is that they leave that behind and pursue the best health that they can at whatever stage it is that they leave it behind, then, you know, you have to be satisfied with that too. The The end result is having, you know, the end result is the goal. And, and you also have to understand, too, that you may not ever get there. But here's the not thing. that you don't and, ever stop trying, but... But, you know, it, like, like Carol, got a good point. And she says, I love my husband and cousins. I love them dearly. And to know, as a nurse, what they're doing to their bodies, it's quite an emotional spot to be in and still speak without emotion. Um, I'll let you handle this, Des, and then I'll piggyback it. Can you repeat that question again or the comment? 
Okay, she says she loves her husband and her cousin. I guess they're, well, no, I, not, I don't guess. I know they're doing the steroids. And she says it's very emotional for her to watch them destroy their bodies and still speak without emotion. How do I... How how do I get my point across without becoming so emotional where they just make that, like, where you're just in your feelings? Well, I guess that's what they're saying now, instead of, you know, you mm-hmm. just making a point. Um, you get that? Yeah, I got that. I You know, I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're trying to say. You You want to be rational when you're speaking yes. to them. Um hmm and, and you know sometimes that's that's hard. It's hard to remove your emotion when you when you love someone. Um, and you know initially I think the emotion is good because at least they can see, they can yeah. hear, they can feel yeah. how much that you care that it's real. Great. I don't know that you need to be you know calm, cool, and collected the whole time. Um, and in fact, if you ever really get to that point, they probably better be scared because you're then getting to the point where you are becoming numb to the whole situation. They don't exactly. want to listen to you. Um, they're not listening to you. Um, they're not even considering your feelings. They're only considering themselves. And you know what? If they're going to do that to themselves, then just the heck with it. I've got to start to protect myself at some point. And really, when you start to become just totally calm, cool, and collected, that's that's the danger of where uh, you yeah. are headed, where you where you start to stop feeling, and then pretty soon they're in dangerous ground because then they really do have no one to um, intercede for them. There you have it. And and Pretty. that's I that's a place I think you don't want to be. So, I guess if there's a figure, if there is a way. For you to have that conversation, and maybe it's the way you're having the conversation. Maybe it's a matter of you've told them how you feel. Maybe it's a matter of asking more questions. Why is this so important to you? You understand my concern for you is about you and your health. Um, do you not understand this is bad for your health? If you oh, do understand... What is uh, what is it you what is it you're hoping to gain from this? And then ask them, what if you die because of steroids, you know, related illness or complications yeah. because of steroids? Because you know nobody dies from steroids. That's what steroid people steroid users will tell you. You know they're right. It's yeah. just like nobody dies from AIDS. They die from Ooh. health complications related to AIDS. People who die yeah. from steroid use die from health related complications due to steroid use, whether it's their heart or their liver, it's whatever it is that's failed. They didn't die specifically from the steroid use. Something else went wrong because of the stress put on it from the steroid, yes. and that's why they died. Yes. Can I, so, can I read? Uh, Tyler's got a, a – yes. it runs right with what you're saying. And he said, drug use of any kind – is selfish in its own nature. I think he meant something else, but I understand what he's saying. Um, so mm-hmm. how can you not be angry and frustrated to know someone's willing to kill yourself 
and ask you to visibly and physically just stand idly by accept and do nothing. Accept it. Yeah, just accept it. And, you know, maybe that's just one thing that needs to be said. You know, if you're going to do what you're going to do, then don't expect me to stand here and accept it because I won't. Yes. Okay, now this Now that doesn't mean Sheila. you're going to walk this out and divorce them that day, but... You can't ask me... You can't use the statement, if you love me, then you would side with side B, which is the use. Instead of stopping the abuse, I like that. I really like how that's worded. And just and just say nothing. So you know, we got a lot of angry listeners right now, but they're not angry about that. I think it's the anger of dealing with standing idly by and doing nothing. The people care, yep. and I think that's the biggest dis uh, the biggest breach and divide is that people saying, you know, if you do care, then you would do nothing. And the truth of the matter is, because I care, I have to do something, or I feel the need to do something, whether you let me do it or not. Yes? Yep. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, it's no different than your child picking up a habit that you don't agree with. And, you know, they're they're going to do it behind your back or they're going to do it. And people are like, well, that's your kid. Take away this. Take away that. Well, if they were already doing it and you didn't know, now that you know and you tell them not to do it, all they're going to do is revert back and keep doing it behind your back again. Well, it doesn't mean don't have consequences, but sometimes you state your um, dislike for what they're doing, their displeasure, consequences over and over and over again, and sometimes you got to let them fall because they're mm-hmm. not going to accept what you're telling them, unfortunately, until the bad thing happens. Now, some will wise up and will stop the habit or the activity before it totally ruins them in some way, shape, or form, others won't. It's, it just all depends on the person, but it doesn't stop you from, I mean, and that's why, you know, I, I am that nagging mom. You know what? Stop. Why are you doing that? That's a bad decision. And I say it over and over again, and they might laugh at me, but I'll still be saying it. It's going to cause yeah. this. It's going to cause that. Why are you doing that? It's a poor use of your money. You don't have a lot of money right now. I'm not going to support that. Why are you doing that? But And, and, and I'm not always in a negative voice. It's just very matter of fact. And I'll be like, D- just stop, please, will you? And, you know, sometimes they got to learn on their own. But I still say it. Yes. And, it, it, that's, your and that's the long and short of it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And there's nothing Isn't, wrong with that way or speaking in that fashion because there's sometimes you have to immediately step in and drug abuse of any kind is destructive to the body that's why it's called drug abuse um if it's already having negative side effects just off regular use then the abuse makes it it makes it much worse and you know here's the thing about steroids and, and you know we we've, we've got a show in our archives that talks about you know, the side effects of the drugs that have to be added to even deal with the continued use of it. And um, Zach spoke very openly and clearly about it. I think he's one of the few, I think he's the only guy, when I was called out about it, I think that's the only guy that we've had that's used on our show 
that we knowingly brought on the show for that purpose. And he was very outspoken about what he did, but he was very uh, informative about the dangers of abuse. I mean, just the use in itself. So it's you have to step in. You know, at, in, in, in a situation like that, is saying where the mother is dealing with their child or a father is dealing with their child, there has to be an immediate response because death is the outcome of somebody that you're basically raising to be a, a, a good figure in society. And you, 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 the ball has been dropped, and they've chosen that they don't want to adhere to what the parents are saying, but they still have to realize that the parents have the final say. And we can't pacify this by saying, you know, well, let them get through it. No, you have to step on it. And, and, and if they go off and say, well, then I'm going to do what I want anyway, then they have to live with those results. But the, the stand must be made by the parent where they will not adhere to that kind of ignorance because that's all it is. Drug use of any kind. You know, we're not picking on steroids. Drug use of any kind is unwarranted and unhealthy. And, you know, it's the same thing like a toxic situation, it has to be dealt with. And you, you can't we, – we can't keep overlooking – a problem like it's not there. I mean, I remember growing up and they say, well, you know, so-and-so is coming over, so get ready. You know, brace for impact, but don't sit there and act like they're not coming. If we're, if we're not dealing with the problem, it remains a problem. And, you know, the, the, I've seen where, you know, if you deal with the bully in the room, then it's no longer a bully because everybody's coming together. And if they, what, they want to do the little crybaby thing of, you know, everybody's picking on me, no. Everybody's picking on your comment. Everybody's picking on your conversation. And everybody's picking on the way you're speaking because it's not right. It's not right in society. It's not right in, a, in the family. And it's not right in the community. And you need to stop it. Find a better way to speak to us because this is just ridiculous. It's negative And it's destructive. And if you don't fix it, then we're going to have bigger problems. And, you know, no one wants to speak that way at the family gathering. But, hey, it's got to be said to heal the family. If you want the family dynamic to stay a family, then you have to address what's wrong with it and find a solution to get through it. Yes? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep is all I've got. This <laughs> This topic got heavy, but it is a heavy topic, and it, it affects yeah. everyone in some way, shape, or form. I know we're specifically talking about steroids tonight, but there, there are so many other things that happen in the family dynamic that those conversations need to be had. Maybe it's abusive relationship. Maybe it's some other form of, you know, abuse. Maybe it's overeating, anorexia, bulimia. You know, whatever that is that might be going on. Bullying. Who knows? Maybe your kid is the bully. Maybe your relative is the bully. Who knows? Whatever it is. I'm stretching here, but just a lot of different no, no, things that, going that, on where critical that, conversations. This. Yes. You're, you're, yes. Tracy is saying we teach our kids how to deal with bullies. We teach our kids how to deal with bad situations, and we teach our kids all these amazing things, but we won't deal with them as adults. I, I mm. applaud that because it's the honest truth. For some reason, we feel like we get a pass on dealing with tough situations. Sometimes we do have bullies in our family. Sometimes we do have bad situations that need to be addressed. And we can't take a childlike stance and not deal with it. As adults, 
teaching children who are watching every and each thing we do, if we're basically dropping the ball right in front of them during family gatherings, then aren't we being the person that could have stepped in and didn't? Just a thought. No, very true. I mean, and even if you look to scripture for guidance, Jesus always said the things that needed to be said, but he always said them with love and compassion. There you go. Even though 99% of the time what he was saying was not popular with the person he was saying it to. And and they there you have it. They put him to death. Um, just to jump. And there you have it. They did. And there you they have did. it. And there you have it. There you have it. They put him to death for telling the truth. Yes. Sometimes it might feel like that. Um, yes. And just to expand a little bit on what Kaylin was saying either. So Zach Weider, Weider, I'm, you know, yes. pronunciations, I'm forgetting now um, because it's been a little bit since we had Zach on the show. But uh, I think it's Zach Weider. And uh, yes. so look for August 29th and August 31st. Those are two shows that uh, yes. we had with right. him where he talked about, um, you know, his steroid use and the outcomes of it, and then also about recreational drug use that came along with it and all of that, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, we were not popular for those shows. <laughs> so we are real either. talk, and, and, and he was not either, but he was still willing to put himself out there to do that. Yes. And so we do tackle uh, tough subjects. We just haven't really there done that go. one in that manner in a while. But, um, you know, so I guess that's a long way of saying thanks for bringing it back around. But there's great interview out there. So look for August 29th and August 31st, 2017, Zach Weider, W-I-D-E-R. There's a two-part show. Check it out. There you go. And it was a very tough subject, and we had a lot of people that were a little confused and frustrated that we had him on because of his, uh, you know, drug use and his willingness to speak about it because of uh, some of our listening uh, and viewers. I think we spoke about that while uh, maybe not so much on the first part of the, the interview, but the second part for sure, where we we did, you know, let them, let you let the listeners know that you know to address this with their children, and I think even some of the kids had. Uh, and in some some questions of their own because, you know, it was a tough subject to talk about, and they the parents were using us as the in-between to basically speak to their children. So, you know, it's a very good uh, show to listen to. It's a two-part uh, interview because he had that much information, and it, it was uh, dealing with some of the deaths, and he was very frustrated from his side because, you know, why does it have to be a big-name person dying or you know there be there need to be a response or some openness, and he caught a lot of flack for coming on our show and and speaking on it because a lot of people didn't want that that exposure of the lives they were living in secret, and he was saying it's not worth another death for you know something not to be said, and you know we totally agreed with it, but you know from his point of view he he realized he was putting himself in a very bad spot because the same people he knows that are using are now feeling betrayed because of him speaking about their drug use. This. Say about that. So anyway, guys, um, hopefully that answers your questions. We're way over time on our show tonight. 
Um, you know, as always, when we think it's going to be a shorter Sorry, show, it's Dad. not. <laughs> I got on myself. But uh, do we Sorry. have it? You got no, no. That's not what I'm talking about at all. It's just always good conversation. So, with that being said, if we do not have any further questions, it is time to wrap, Mister O'Kellen of well, the O'Patterson Patterson Clan. Well, basically, from the island of Snickerdoodle. Affirmation of what we've been talking about and, you know, just kudos. Uh, people were asking, but you already gave the information for the, the Zach shows. And, uh, you know, guys, really, thank you for the, the insight and, and the questions. And, and, and again, great uh, great feedback. And I, I guarantee Des and I learn just as much as you learn. And it's always nice to hear that, that information that's shared because parents, and, and, you know, wives and husbands are suffering. And we're suffering because we're not addressing the problem. And you should not suffer out of your own ignorance or not willingness to deal with the problem. It's still there. It's going to be there in the morning. It's going to be there tomorrow and the day after if you don't address it. So, you know, it's you're going to have to basically tighten that belt and pull the, pull the britches up. And, you know, you don't have to fight. It's not a battle. But there is a truth that needs to be said, and if it's not said, then it remains a lie. And I'll just leave that with Snickerdoodle shout out because yeah, I'm really sad that we're sold out of everything. <laughs> that Thanksgiving special really went well. I think it was the Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and there's just nothing. And I'm so hurt. I'm so hurt. Well, that's anyway. a that's a good problem to have. So, on behalf of Sad Kalen. Critical conversations oh. everywhere. Myself and the boys from P for P Muscle. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>